0: Welcome to Bare Roots, the podcast that unearths the truth, allegedly. For your hosts. I'm Alina. And I'm Shannon. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Bare Roots. Today's episode, as you can tell by the title, is all about the lost princes, which were two boys, two princes who were famously, mysteriously missing you know, could they have been murdered? Did they survive um, in the Lost Tower, which resides in London, England? So, today's episode is really near and dear to my heart. I'm beyond excited to be talking about it. Shannon, how are you doing today? I'm pretty excited too. This was—I didn't know much. All
1: I knew was that there were two boys. They went missing. The uncle may have murdered them because it's hashtag always the uncle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that's all I really knew, and so it was really interesting to learn about them and i'm
0: happy to bring it to our listeners (laughs) exactly this really could be the og bad uncle story actually i think a lot of stories that like and we'll dive into this you know later on in our episode really stem from this story right well i have to point out that
1: Romulus and Remus had a bad uncle that was trying to kill them. And that was a long time before that.
0: That but. is true. That is true. Maybe in more of the arts world. I don't know. I right. Guess I'm just yeah. Like... This is definitely like <laughs> what? Renaissance time. This
1: is like beginning of Renaissance. Yeah. This is Renaissance time. Yeah. So yeah. This could
0: be the Renaissance bad uncle. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And just like inspired other, you know, storytelling that we know that are near and dear to our hearts today. That's very true. This did actually inspire a lot of works of art
1: mm-hmm. and
0: we'll go through it today. Exactly. So without further ado, we're going to talk about these two boys. I mean, okay. On the record, like it is just fascinating stuff. I mean, again, I know I'm biased. I love the story. I think it's so interesting, but <sighs> okay. I Well, I'll stop talking. Shannon, just go for it. <laughs> Okay, so
1: up front, I just want to talk about a little bit of like clarifying factors, a little ground rules, because when we talk about the English monarchy, it's a whole web, you know, like the family tree is a deep, complicated web. And Aaliyah and I spent some time trying to dig through this family (laughs) tree. And there's a lot of repeating names. So even just in the story, I mean, obviously there's a ton in the family tree, but in just the main characters of this story and this historical event, Mm -hmm. there are a lot of repeating names. So we've got two Edwards, we've got two Richards, and we have two Elizabeths. So Mm -hmm. all of those have an adult person and a child. (laughs) We're going to break it down by Edward being the adult and then Eddie being the kid. So, mm-hmm. we got Eddie, Richie, and Lizzie. That's what we're going to yep. do. <laughs> yeah,
0: those are the children. So, the E's, that's your cue to know that that is the second generation.
1: Right. And yes, the full name is the generation above them. Exactly. So, the two boys that we have that are missing are Eddie the fifth, <laughs> he's Prince of Wales, and his younger brother, Richie, who's the Duke of York. And Eddie was born in November of 1470 and he was the son of King Edward IV and Queen Elizabeth of of Woodville. Their parents, Eddie's parents, Edward and Elizabeth, they actually got married in secret in 1464 because she was a young widow with no rank. So,
0: And she was famously known for her beauty. I mean, I feel like if you are quote, unquote," a commoner, there's got to be something you bring to the table. And right. that was it for her. Like her beauty is what attracted Edward to her and, you know, was able to essentially create a family and get married and all this and like fight the good fight i guess you could say for love because he was just like enamored by her beauty which is quite interesting and just so if we bring it back to modern day so kate middleton <laughs> <laughs> wow and yeah. it's amazing that you know
1: this happened he was the king and he married a commoner but we're still having that problem basically in modern times like people couldn't marry divorced women like yeah you know 50 years ago it's just Madness. This was at least over 500 years ago.
0: Yeah. At least Elizabeth was a widow. Yes, that is true. Not
1: divorced. Not divorced. (laughs) She was not separated by her from her husband by choice. So Mm -hmm. I guess that's something for her. But regardless, this marriage really made some nobles angry because they were planning on marrying Edward to a French noble. So, you know, they're trying to make alliances here. Mm -hmm. They have plans for every Royal baby. And he went off and married this noble. And they're like, damn it, we want to make an alliance with the French. So automatically, there's some drama with the marriage. Mm -hmm. They ended up having seven children together, two boys, a.k.a. Richie and Eddie, and five girls. So funnily enough, the princes didn't really know each other well at all because Prince Eddie was looked after by Lord rivers, who was his uncle on his mom's side. And Richie was looked after by their mom. Eddie became the King of England after his father's death in April. <laughs> April.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Asterisk. <laughs> Let that sink in uh, <laughs> for our, you know, true listeners. What happens in April? <laughs> Only bad
1: things. <laughs> um, so, in, his father died in April of 1483 at, and Eddie was 12 and Richard uh, Richie, sorry. <laughs> Richie was about nine years old. So their dad, he had fallen ill and died at only the age of 40. Their uncle on their dad's side, who's Richard Duke of Gloucester, he was made protector of the realm. and that was apparently the king's dying wish when he became when Eddie became of age. So basically he's saying like, hey, I want my brother to protect the realm until my 12 year old son is old enough to be actually king.
0: Yeah. And honestly, I just wanted to make like a little side comment. I I love that we are from Massachusetts because we know how to pronounce Gloucester. Gloucester, baby. (laughs) That's right. Not Gloucester, people. Gloucester.
1: Gloucester. (laughs) I'm going to mess it up now. (laughs) Okay. This automatically created drama and problems. So there was conflict between Gloucester, basically Richard, the uncle, and the Woodville nobles. So Elizabeth's family versus Edward's family kind of went at it because they both wanted to be in charge of Eddie. Mm -hmm. And one person in particular... On uh, Elizabeth's side was her brother, Aunt Honey, Anthony. Aunt- <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, yeah. laughs> it's Anthony, but Alina told me I can't. I can't pronounce it that way.
0: <laughs> oh my god, that is so funny. Okay, you're not wrong, but you are wrong, <laughs> Anthony. Anthony. Yes. So not so, Anthony. Uh, yes. Yeah, so not Anthony, and. Uh, if you guys have watched Bridgerton, like I okay, first of all, let's all shame Shannon into watching Bridgerton because it was just the show of the year. It was just beyond fabulous. Like it. I think, oh, I guess it's the
1: maybe so far. I was gonna say the show of the year was Tiger King, <laughs> but that was last year.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it did come out at the end of 2020, like in just Christmas, I believe. Okay, so and I mean, Shannon, I gotta say it. It goes past Tiger King.
1: <laughs> I watched because... the first
0: episode and I couldn't
1: get into it.
0: <laughs> so you tried?
1: I did. I'm like, How what's all you... this hubbub about?
0: It it only gets better, though. Like, the first couple episodes, you're like, okay, okay. You need to watch, like, the rest. It's just the most amazing. I mean, the costumes, the storyline, the romance. Everything about it is just beyond. It's elevated. It's just, it's so, so, elevated. so good. <laughs> It's just the thing. And it's so good. There's going to be seven seasons because it's going to be following each of the siblings of the Bridgertons. There's going to be seven seasons? Yeah, because there's like seven kids. They've already signed up for seven seasons? I mean, I think they've already. Well, they've definitely done two. Season two is on its way. But like, that's like the theory. So yeah, and then, anyways, the whole reason why I'm bringing up Anthony, Aunt Honey, <laughs> Aunt Honey, she phonetically spelled
1: it in the Google Doc, Aunt Honey. So isn't that how I'm supposed to say it?
0: I know. I thought you would say it, like quicker, Anthony, I'm sorry. Anthony. Um, <laughs> the eldest brother of the Bridgertons. His name is Anthony, and it just like always stuck out to me because I'm like, oh, why don't they say Anthony? But that's how the British say it. They say Anthony. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, this is just a PSA for anyone who's listening and to Shannon that you need to finish a Bridgerton. Like, just give it more chances. Like, you just need to finish it out. Okay. It really only
1: gets better. <laughs> all right. All right. I just feel like people are grasping at straws this far into quarantine. They're like, this is great. And it's like, not that great. And. Um, it's
0: it's the show of the year, Shannon. Like I just can't express it. Like oh my gosh! And plus, I mean, I'm biased because you know I love like a good British royalty moment, and yeah. it has romance. Weakness. It's just everything I needed.
1: <sighs>
0: okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Okay.
1: <laughs> so back to the missing boys. <laughs> <laughs> so Anthony is the brother of elizabeth (laughs) and honey (laughs) okay continue so and we're back anthony is the (laughs) brother of elizabeth and he's like hey i want eddie and then richard is like no no i'm protector of the realm i want eddie and so the woodvilles they wanted the coronation to happen immediately because they're like Mm -hmm our family barely has any power and we want mm-hmm. to hold on to this and if they took power, like if they got Eddie, then that, meant, that would mean that he didn't need a protectorate, which means that they wouldn't need Richard. So Richard's like out of the picture. So mm-hmm. obviously Richard doesn't want that. Mm-hmm. And the Woodvilles would be ruling until Eddie became of age.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So they asked lord rivers who currently has eddie and they asked him to send the boy to london as soon as possible asap like we got to get him here Mm -hmm. to become king and they did conveniently fail to tell richard that king edward had died until a week later so the king dies they're like oh god okay eddie yeah. like, keep it <laughs> hush hush yeah and
0: they're like oh sorry richard we forgot to tell you that your brother died a week ago exactly and not only that but edward wanted richard to look after so yeah. the woodville side is kind of being a little sneaky by trying to race against the clock really right and the king edward
1: fully trusted his brother fully yeah he wanted his son to be under his care like he they are close brothers and uh, Richard did a good job trying to make him feel that way and I did look into Richard a little bit and I'm not going to go over it because like there's just so much history. But from what I could gather, Richard was really smart and like he had all these tactical moves. He was the youngest of four brothers, so literally no claim to the throne like you have mm-hmm. to go through three other brothers to get to the claim of the throne. And he and was kids. Just- right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But And he just, like, boom, 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 makes power moves. He gets money on his own by, like, doing different things. And he, I mean, he was really smart. You can, we don't know yet if he is good or evil, but he was smart, at least.
0: Yeah, I feel like he was really, um, for his short time, pretty well-respected. Or loathed. Yeah. Right. Some people
1: loved him, some people hated him. So on the 30th of April, both uncles meet. So we got Rivers from the mom's side and Richard from the dad's side and they meet and they agree to bring the boy at the meeting spot, but Rivers doesn't meet Richard at the correct spot. So it was a little like conniving, little twist. And I just like to call that the battle of the uncles. You know, these two uncles, it's always the uncle. These two uncles are going at it. Totally. The Woodvilles did not produce Eddie. Mm -hmm. Even I'm (laughs) getting mixed up with my (laughs) name. This brought Richard to do a coup and he arrested the Woodville party and he did obtain possession of Eddie. And so he's got Eddie. And Elizabeth, mm-hmm. the mom, she fled to sanctuary at Westminster Abbey with Richie, the younger brother, and the rest of her daughters, the five girls. So they, fl- they go to Sanctuary, go to take Sanctuary and The people were, like, kind of okay with Richard taking Eddie because he was being respectful about it. And he was, like, Mm -hmm. he was making preparation. Well, seemingly was making preparations to crown Eddie. Mm -hmm. And he was, like, hey, I'm just taking him because I was supposed to take care of him. My brother wanted me to take care of him. And I'm the protectorate. So, like, I'm taking him. And they're, like, okay, I guess that's kind of fair. Yeah. But then on June 16th, he had his second coup and he took a Richie. So he took the younger brother and he kind of he said like, oh, I just took him because he should be there for his brother's coronation. And they're like, "Ah, okay, I guess. But once he had both princes under his thumb, he announced he was king and he usurped the throne so now he was crowned king on july 6 mm-hmm. and rivers the other uncle was executed
0: yeah which so we now know who won the battle of the uncles the battle of the uncles richard won yep surprisingly enough well
1: i don't know if it's surprising or not but elizabeth the mom she accepted richard who became Richard III, Uh, once he was crowned, he took the title of Richard III. She accepted him as king, and she left sanctuary with her daughters. So they're all out in the open.
0: Yeah, which is kind of like, no, I think you're right in the sense. You would be thinking, oh, would she try to fight back? But at that point, I mean, her two boys are already taken. She really has no power. I mean, her husband has died. You know, right. She was just married into it. She really has nothing. And then her brother, pretty much probably the closest male that she has, has died. So I guess really what could she do? Right. And you would think, yeah, it's like, does she have loyalty
1: to her like birth family or does she have mm-hmm. loyalty to her husband because her husband did want her boys to be in the care of Richard III? Right. Right. And this is, like, June 16th. The boys are living together. And that's the first time in, like,
0: kind of their whole lives. And they're getting to know each other. And we should add that they're famously living at the Tower of London, which it's like half like a prison, if you will. And then there's like another half that has kind of like a royal apartments. And at this point in time, they're living in the royal apartments. You know, they're not really necessarily arrested, but they're definitely under critical watch. But it's somewhat comfortable. Right. Yeah.
1: They're like prisoners, but they're quote unquote prisoners. They can't go anywhere, but they're still living yeah. good. Mm-hmm. So, technically, at this time, before Richard declared himself king, Eddie was actually king because once his father died, he was kind of like automatically king, but they hadn't done the full ceremony yet. He wasn't there, the coronation didn't happen. So, he was technically king for legitimately like two months. And then his uncle came through did all the coups, got him and his brother, and Eddie's reign ended on June 26th when his uncle did that, and mm-hmm. all of the lords and the commons proclaimed Richard III as king. And the Gloucesters, they claimed that Edward's marriage with Elizabeth was mm-hmm. invalid because a premarital contract was found. So Edward was like actually supposed to marry somebody else and that was like a written contract and you can't really go back on that at that Mm -hmm. time but he did and then that's where we get this evidence and that's where we get this kind of like turmoil because now Eddie and Richie like aren't princes because they are illegitimate because their mom and dad shouldn't have got married.
0: Exactly, and like somewhere, somehow, this other person is now considered whatever kids they have, but then obviously they didn't have any kids, so, yeah, Eddie and Richie are just screwed. They are now literally just commoners. <laughs> right.
1: Well, I mean... Uh, well, well, I yeah. guess
0: they're not. Are they considered? No, because they still have their dad's blood, and he was... Yeah, yeah.
1: Is okay. Are they considered a bastard child? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Because his... the marriage was not
0: technically legal so she's technically a mistress in that sense so yeah so anyways yeah they're illegitimate so
1: yep or at least that's what richard is trying to richard iii is trying to say like hey my nephews don't even have the claim i have the claim because they're not even legitimate yep and the boys are last seen in and around the tower up until like that whole summer, they were there and into mm-hmm. like, August, September. So, King Richard is now the king, and his son and his heir, his only heir, dies a year after his coronation. So, in 1484, he's got no heir. Mm-hmm. Then, in 1485, his wife dies. So, he's having like bad luck after bad luck. Yeah. Is it bad karma because he did something bad? Question mark, question mark. Question mark, question mark. Then there was supposedly a plan for him to marry Elizabeth of York. Now, Elizabeth of York is his niece. This is Richie and Eddie's oldest sister. We're going to call her Lizzie. Mm -hmm. So, this is super gross. The uncle tries to marry his niece basically because she was a hot commodity. You know, like she was. It would be like a power... Whoever she married, it was like a big alliance and a power play and he just kind of wanted to take her off the market. Mm -hmm. He's like, my wife just died. I'm going to marry my niece. And even the nobles were like,
0: ew. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This is a little
1: too close to home. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, we're okay with like third cousin, but we're not okay with this. (laughs) So they rejected it. But he wasn't a single bachelor for long because he actually was killed in battle in 1485 so he was only king for two years and he was defeated by henry Tudors, who henry had very little reason to be a legitimate king but he beat richard so he was Mm -hmm. the last king of england to win his throne by battle so he was the last one to win by conquest and not really by blood like he did he didn't
0: have no blood but (laughs) yeah um, (laughs) definitely not took as much. That, as he, he took that 2% and like ran with it. Right, 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 right. exactly. <laughs> and I mean, this is just me diving in as a little history buff. So Henry becomes Henry the 7th, right? And then he is the father of Henry the 8th and most people, I feel like, know Henry the because he's a super controversial person. Um, Henry the Eighth, you know, he dated Anne Boleyn famously. He was the one that like divorced, killed someone, died, divorced, killed. They died. It's like wife. I think he got married six times. He was oh, the man. Yeah, yeah he had yeah. six wives, and they all. <laughs> yeah, it was. I think it went in that order. It was like a pattern. Literally, it was like divorce, kill. Died, divorce killed, died. And <laughs> he separated from the church. So there was no more Catholicism in that they believed in. So that's where like the whole Protestant thing came to be. And a big reason um. was because he was like, I want to get divorced. And they're like, You can't. Like, you literally can't. Like that's against you know Catholic rules. And he's like, Listen, if you don't listen to me and you don't give me this divorce, I'm going to separate from the church. And they're like, fine, do it. And then he literally did that. <laughs> It's like, oh my gosh. And then of course they have he has kids, but like I don't even think he has a lot of kids, even though he has like six wives technically. But one of them ends up becoming one of the most <sighs> famous queens, and that is Queen Elizabeth the First. And she reigned for a very, 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 very long time. And she was a huge supporter of the arts. And she was a big fan of Shakespeare. So just kind of give context wow. to like everything. Mm-hmm. wow so isn't it kind of interesting so this is like literally where it all began right
1: yeah when i was looking at the family tree yeah and like literally goes back to 18 or 18 it goes back to 800
0: and i'm like <laughs> oh
1: my god <laughs> <laughs> 18 would be easy to keep up with. oh for sure no 800 <laughs> so henry has one he is henry the seventh he mm-hmm. gets to marry lizzie yeah so this is what kind of like what Richard was worried about. He didn't want Lizzie to go to somebody important, and uh, <laughs> she goes to the person that killed him.
0: <laughs>
1: I was trying to again de- decipher the family tree because Henry did have similar bloodline, but it wasn't as strong. I'm like, oh good god, okay, where are we? <laughs> and they definitely aren't for first cousins, but they're from what I could tell, their great grandparents were siblings. So. I found somewhere else that they were third cousins, so it's like not great. <laughs> but I'm just <laughs> I'm just thinking about I met some of my great grandparents, and the idea of them being like my great grandma being my husband's great grandpa's sister mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is a little gross.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not for the modern age. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but again, it's not as bad as we've seen, right? And like kind of to your point i feel like they have to be low-key and related just because i mean right like henry had to have some stake in the claim so right so somebody right. has to be related in order for him to just like go into battle right and i yeah. also
1: wanted to check on their ages and i'm pretty sure it wasn't that. <laughs> she was like 26 and he was 29 so we're like a-okay oh whoa okay nice at least i'm pretty sure i did that research right <laughs> i uh remember it could not be being worse dead. yeah yeah oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was like lizzie how old are you Lizzy? <laughs> <laughs> lizzie i'm scared so now lizzie is queen and henry is king and like alina said this whole spirals into like a whole you know family tree that goes mm-hmm. down we kick the stone down the road you know it's just the english royal family just bump bump bum bump bump so we're gonna skip forward a little bit and focus back in on richie and eddie like what yeah. happened to them where mm-hmm. were they they were never seen again you know 14 what was it 83 never seen. yeah again. yeah so in 1674 cell skeletons were found in the tower and they were thought to be edward and or sorry they were thought to be <laughs> eddie and richie And but and they were under a staircase like 10 feet below, buried under a staircase, two skeletons. And but obviously, 1674, we didn't really have any way to test anything. Yeah. And then in 1933, dental evidence, they went in with dental evidence and it matched the teeth of a nine and 12 year old. So it's looking pretty accurate, Mm -hmm. but they didn't know like what era they came from or they didn't know obviously like they didn't know if they were from the family tree that we need Mm -hmm. them to be from and then i found all the way up until i found articles from 2018 that said that they actually traced they finally found a living relative of that family line and so they were able to take her dna and If they can take her DNA and then they can look at the bones, they can tell, obviously, like, if they have similarities. And then we would know if those bones are Richie and Eddie. But those bones were taken to Westminster Abbey and they've been in an urn there ever since. And basically, Westminster Abbey doesn't want them to be tested or says, like, they're not going to do it anytime soon. So that's all I could find. And that Mm -hmm. was of 2018. So as far as I can tell nobody has gotten around to testing them and it it took them a long time which i'm not entirely sure why but it took them a really long time to find this relative this living relative yeah to test the dna and like finally they got her and i guess the abbey and like the royal family doesn't want it to be tested
0: or it's not like a top priority of to them yeah I honestly don't blame the royal family. I think if I was part of of the fam, I would also not want it to be tested. Because I feel like that just opens up a can of worms.
1: But wouldn't it just like kill you? Are you worried? Like, would you think that you wouldn't it would ruin your claim? Even though
0: we're 500 years later? Oh, that's such a good point. No, I didn't even think about that. Imagine. Oh, my God. Like a whole like battle.
1: <laughs> <sighs> this <laughs> this random
0: woman who they found the de- she's Like you're the last heir. Um, like everything's been messed up since then. No, I was just thinking more in like it's been so long. Let's just keep it a mystery. Oh, like let's just me. leave it be. Let's just, you know, let them rest in peace, whoever they may be. Versus like digging up the bones and like interrupting their peace it kills me It
1: kills me. <laughs> it's like you have the tools we could have the answers if somebody would just
0: fund it yeah Why? i guess maybe maybe there needs to be like some sort of form going out to like all of the cousins being like <clears throat> listen whatever happens from this dna test like you cannot fight us we are the royal family and don't change it right But it is kind of interesting, like, I did think about that where, as you mentioned, this was the last battle, right, of a king to, like, win. through the last, uh, like, win a throne by conquest, yeah. Yeah, versus now it's, like, we're in a time and place where, I don't want to say that will never happen again, (laughs) but, like pretty much we all know like who these people are like we all have the internet to understand the lineage so for somebody random to step in it just you just can't happen anymore i don't know so weird to me right right but yeah that's Um,
1: the on the record story and all i hope you were able to follow that because it was kind of all over the place but that's what's on the record and that's what we know
0: yeah we hope that the nicknames helped Everyone kind of like follow along. And I guess I'll do a little travel plug um, for London. <laughs> for those who can travel whenever they listen to this. Well, not whenever, but when the coast is clear, you know, pandemic. You can visit the Tower of London, which I have visited. And they do talk about the boys. Like they mentioned that there's you know, these lost princes and like this is where they would have stayed. So it is quite interesting to kind of imagine what that would be like. And just the fact that nobody has the answers,
1: right? And I thought it was kind of interesting. I mean, art styles definitely change, obviously, throughout the years. Mm-hmm. But the first paintings of them—they look completely different than like the later. <laughs> they definitely romanticize the boys. They definitely make mm-hmm. them look like these little angelic. I mean, obviously they were innocent and they should like, but yeah, it was. <laughs> I thought it was interesting all the different looks that were given to them throughout
0: the time exactly and we'll talk more about that um right now so let's dive into the conspiracy theories of what may or may not have happened to the lost boys uh the first one is definitely the crowd favorite if you will and that is that richard III, aka the uncle because it's always the uncle killed the boys so there's some evidence that leads towards this thinking and the evidence that says that is that back in December so if we kind of go into the timeline Eddie essentially became king like automatically if you want to say in the springtime and then what missing in September so that December a man named Dominic Manici. I think I'm saying that right right my Italian friend Mancini. Thank you. So Dominic Mancini was an Italian cleric uh, who happened to be in England at that time. And he was hanging out with the Italian ambassador. So naturally, he was just keeping notes what was happening day by day, a little mini vlog blog, if you will. Mm. And he happened to meet with prince eddie's doctor so prince eddie was seeing the doctor frequently which we'll also tap into like another theory just briefly but yeah so there was a doctor going in which i guess is kind of nice there wasn't really a reason why he was seeing the doctor i'm not really quite sure if this was just a regular medical check or what eddie needed but he said dominic right He said that Eddie had become definitely more subdued as like time went on. And he had this type of victim ready for sacrifice mentality. It's almost as if he knew what was going to happen and that he had no chance, which I mean, at the age of 12, I feel like you would have a pulse on that. So that is kind of understanding. Plus, you're like, I'm not near my mom. I don't have my uncle who I've been living with, really. Um, he's gone. I mean, that really is the biggest clue, huh? Like your uncle that you grew up with is now dead and executed and you're living in this tower. So Hmm. naturally, he's probably feeling depressed. What we would probably medically say today. (laughs) Although the only thing about this theory, okay, so right. So people are like, yeah, he was just like ready to go. He knew that Richard was like going to kill him, right? That was this... This feeling that Dominic uh, witnessed. But the thing about Dominic Mancini is he didn't really know (laughs) a lot of English. So it really could have been lost in translation. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I feel like you can gain an emotion being around people. So... We don't know. Maybe he really wasn't feeling that. Maybe he just knew what was going to happen like Dominic and he just thought. Yeah, he he like inferred. I also feel like a a little boy cooped up in a tower
1: would automatically be like subdued. And like you said, his mom's not around. His dad's Mm -hmm. dead. His uncle's dead. And Mm -hmm. he's just chilling in a tower.
0: Yeah. He's probably going to be a little down. (laughs) And on top of that, he was just found to be an illegitimate Oh, uh, yeah child so he's probably like like where am i like what am i gonna do with my life like it's what like, is Mom? next <laughs> yeah so understandably so you know he's just feeling that way so another interesting i guess you could say evidence that shows like maybe it was richard the third was that there was this man his last name is Moore, and he wrote a book about richard the third and it portrays him as the murderer of the princes. And it's kind of funny because when this all happened, Moore was only five years old. So it's like, hmm, is like, where is he getting this idea that Richard III is the murderer? You know, like, can you really trust your memory of when you were five years old? Um, but I'm hoping but- he's writing the book from other things than just his memory. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like by that point, because no one has heard from about the princess, I mean, there's got to be rumors. I mean, it's just so normal. So I know even though he might have only been five when everything all went down, and then he later wrote a book about Richard doing this. It's like got to stem from the people talking. So in the book, he describes Richard King Richard as this malicious type person, he has this crooked back, so there's kind of this visual of an evil character. And he also mentions a confession by James Tyrrell, who was a royal hunchman of Richard III, right before James was executed in 1502. So there are more claims that Tyrell smothered the boys with help, although there is really no record of this confession.
1: Interesting. Right. So we have the supposed evidence that the boys were smothered by a henchman of Richard
0: III, which is pretty damning, but you don't, you know, like how much do you trust it? Exactly. And Richard III never accuses anyone else of the crime. And people at the time actually believed he did it. Like this really wasn't a conspiracy that came out decades later. People really thought he had done it like that time and place. And you would think
1: that he would be at least feigning, like, like, where are my nephews, you know, but he like, and he's like, oh, it's you or you or you, but he didn't accuse anybody. So it's just kind of like, don't you, like, wouldn't, if you cared about them, wouldn't you be trying to find what happened to them? Exactly. Especially when they were in your care. You know, like, you could
0: know where they are. Exactly. It's not like he shipped them off to, I don't know, Scotland or something like that and had them live on a farm and whatnot. He obviously, I don't want to say obviously, but definitely getting the vibe that he was still threatened by the boys, even by the lack of proof that they were legitimate. You know, I'm sure he had this scary feeling that maybe they'd come back and fight the good fight so shannon and i talked about this earlier but it really like this whole story i mean richard iii even as a person became a character um in the arts and shakespeare actually portrays richard iii similar to what moore wrote about like he was again like this malicious and evil character and this was written like a little over 100 years later when this all happened so so much of that is stemmed from from this story and I was also going to add kind of like the arts or whatever the lion king I mean you have like the uncle <laughs> and I'm pretty sure they say the lion king stems from Shakespeare which is probably Richard the play Richard the Third, right so again it just really it really inspired so much I thought this was interesting. And Shannon like touched upon this earlier. Um, around the Tudor period, portraits of Richard the third, the king, right, becomes altered. So it's like face tune. I just think that's always so interesting that like paintings <laughs> are face tuned for these people and they become altered. So people are really believing in these stories. And when you look at Richard like later on, you see that his lips are looking thinner and that his back looks a little bit more hunched and like. Why are his fingers Talon-like? So it's almost as if he does become this character that people portray him as versus an exact like replica, I guess you could say, of what he truly looks like. So and then on the flip side, um, by the Victorian ages, you really get to see the romantic style of painting on the princes. And they really love the whole like mystery aspect of like the story. And it was actually the Victorian painters who come up with the phrase princes in the tower that we say today. So Even though we don't have necessarily written evidence of Richard III being the main, you know, murderer, if you will, of the Lost Princes, these paintings just illustrate, it's like, I was going to say the opposite of modern propaganda, but it's like ancient propaganda (laughs) (laughs) of these guys. uh,
1: He definitely has some bad PR. Whether if, like, if he didn't do it, then he's definitely got a bad rap in the history books because- they believe it.
0: <laughs> exactly. But it's important to note there is a counter argument, and it would have been unnecessary to kill them since he already debarred them from the throne by saying they were illegitimate. So they really were irrelevant. So it's kind of like why would Richard II want to do this if technically they really were no threat? Right. And you could counter that with saying, like,
1: well sure he right now people believe that they're illegitimate but when they get older and i mean they clearly still had supporters so when they got older they could always be there and come back and like be like no i am legitimate i'm gonna kill you uncle so i could see it both ways because i was kind of surprised about that too like i thought he i thought they disappeared when eddie was still king but eddie was already taken off his throne and then they were then they disappeared so yeah. I definitely didn't know that about that. But yeah, I could see both sides of the argument.
0: I agree completely. And I mean, look at it. Like Henry Tudor came in and like was like, hey, I'm the real claim to the throne. And he again had like 2% in the game. So I don't know. Imagine someone who's actually descendant of the king. right? Just question mark, question mark. So where's your tinfoil hat on Richard III being the main culprit? It's
1: definitely in my hands i think my tinfoil hat is in my hands with i just i really want the bones to get tested (laughs) um but i think he's probably the most likely of them the only thing that like gets me is the mother's attitude
0: Mm -hmm.
1: because she doesn't she comes out of her sanctuary and she's a-okay and it almost, it almost seems like from the research, she didn't have like this huge, according, she seemed to be kind of calm when mm-hmm. the boys went missing. And I just, it just feels like maybe she knew something was up and maybe like the boys were taken away or something. So that's the only thing that I'm like, why would you be a-okay with Richard if you thought that he killed your sons? Unless he didn't kill your sons, but although, you know, she could have been kept completely in the dark too, so right it's definitely in my hands like I I think I think it's him but I would love some more info
0: yeah I my tinfoil hat I think is I think I'm in like the coronation stage ironically like I'm pretty much buying into this I actually like I'm really really close to the tinfoil hat is on my head Uh, I don't really see anything else outside of it but the next theory once I learned about it that one kind of threw me in the loop because i was like huh that's an interesting angle that i haven't thought about and i kind of also believe in this one too so the next theory is that king henry the second or not second the seventh the guy who came in after might have killed the brothers so in this theory if the brothers had technically still lived right like maybe they survived the tower sure they haven't been seen since september but like in theory they may maybe they did survive, right? What if Henry knew about the brothers and he didn't want them to come back later on when they're a little bit older and like fight him to say that he's the rightful heir to the throne? I mean, that is definitely a real threat, which would be really uncomfortable because if that was true, then his sister or the sister, so little Lizzie, right? Let's remember Lizzie married Henry. It'd be kind of weird because That means Lizzie married her brother's murderer, which is just a chilling thought. Yeah, that's uncomfortable. Yeah. And then he would have to basically, if he was thinking that's true, like legitimize the boys and her saying like, oh, like if you're the claim to the throne, like technically she kind of is as well because she's the oldest if the boys died. So if the princess showed up, Edward would be sorry Eddie <laughs> would be the rightful heir. And since Henry did have like really little claim to the throne already, him marrying Lizzie really helped make his claim stronger. So maybe it's possible that Henry was more strategic in this and that maybe nobody was really talking about it immediately, like when this was happening. But I mean, Richard III was really only king for like two years. That's really not a long time. Mm-hmm. And possibly he helped create and start the rumors that really like solidified what we know today and wanted to frame Richard III because it really is so easy. I mean, the boys were in Richard III's care and if they were killed under his care, then it would be, again, a great way to frame somebody. So, and as I mentioned earlier, it was in the Tudor period, aka Henry Tudor, when those paintings started to get altered. You know, Hmm. it's not like... Somebody has to request that, right? So why not Henry be like, yeah, let's frame this guy. He's the bad guy. And he was the one, you know, who killed the boys. So in 1487, which was about four years after the boys' disappearance, Henry moved Elizabeth of Woodville, so the mom, into his convent. Which if we just, you know, in terms of the family tree, that's his mother-in-law. So it's like, did she know something? And was he trying to keep her quiet? Question mark. I don't know. What, I guess, other than being his mother-in-law, like, why did he do that? Um, And this would really help explain her behavior, her being Elizabeth, the mom, in that she stayed loyal to Richard III. And maybe she knew he didn't kill them. Yeah, maybe she knew
1: something. And then henry was like hey we got to get her out of here
0: she's causing
1: problems and so he sent her off to a nunnery and she ended up dying like not that long after being sent there and i think she was in her 60s or something but they basically like she had no contact to the outside world once she was sent to the convent so Mm -hmm. it's i guess a good way Uh, part of me is like maybe a convent's a nice place to put like a quote-unquote elderly (laughs) mother-in-law yeah Like maybe that's a maybe that's the equivalent of a nursing home in this time, but (laughs) yeah, it's also
0: a good way to shut somebody up. Right. My tinfoil hat. So, like I said, this was really interesting because I hadn't really heard this side of the theory, and a lot of people actually don't think it was Richard III. Like they actually think it was Henry VII, and Richard was more framed. I don't necessarily think necessarily think it was henry but i do think he was an instigator and i think he did add fuel to the fire and i think he wanted to help create the storyline that yes these boys are gone and it was richard who did it whether it was true or not so like don't have any hope that like these boys are coming back because it's my family it's my line like this is how it's gonna be so like just shut up and let's stick with that story that's a good point because even if he didn't know what happened to them, it it would behoove
1: him to say, Hey, they're dead because Richard did it. No mm-hmm. guys, like don't even look. They're dead. Like they're not around.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Like all the evidence says that, you know? Like, look look how man. evil he looks. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like I could never do that, which helps him, I guess, too. Like, oh, like I got that murderer out, you know, like, thank God.
1: <laughs> thank God I killed that guy because he killed two boys.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So like maybe that really helped him in the popularity vote. So right. like my tinfoil hat is probably I don't know if I said it already, but like in my hands, I think he just helped it, but I don't think he necessarily did it yeah makes sense yeah where's your tinfoil hat
1: i don't know i'm trying to i'm debating if i should edit my tinfoil hat because now i'm kind of thinking that richard for richard it's on my head like you and now mm-hmm. henry's in my hands i just it really makes me mad that we could have the answer <laughs> well i guess we still wouldn't have the answers of who killed them but we would know if those yeah. skeletons were the boys or not and i'm just trying to think like okay if it say those skeletons are the boys if you just killed two princes in a tower would you i guess you would bury them in the tower whether you were richard or henry it'd be too much of a risk to like be seen carrying two sacks of, of the, out yeah. of the tower yeah yeah it does actually really seem a little lazy though like it does seem like it's just like yeah, wow. like, typically you're supposed to take the body far away from the crime, right? So that you right, can't connect right. and I literally... mean, the river
0: is right there. Like, they could just throw it over. Yeah, but bodies sometimes, you know, like, pop back up when you throw them. Yeah, the- no, that is true. But, no, that's a good point. Yeah, like, it. it is kind of ironic that they found it within the tower, but... Maybe you, like, hide it in
1: plain sight. I mean, it wasn't in plain sight because it was 10 feet under his yeah, yeah.
0: But yeah. maybe
1: you hide it in plain sight by, like, where they killed him. I don't know. Yeah. I'm still up in the air. I just really, like, I, I think that there are... I feel really bad for Richard if he is innocent because everybody <laughs> thinks he's not. Um, And again, yeah. like, the mom's just shutting up the mom in the convent and her not yeah. being too seemingly too concerned although we don't have that much of it, you know we don't really know right. how she was feeling but yeah I don't know Right, I, I think I'm with you
0: <laughs> yeah I'm certainly not against you <laughs> <laughs> I love to hear it but I agree with you like just having even just a little bit of more modern science could help solidify like the theory like you can kind of piece together the timeline I mean of course in a good mystery another theory is could they have survived So um, some people think that it is possible that maybe one or both of the boys um, have survived. So maybe, just maybe, King Richard may have stashed the princes somewhere else to keep them out of sight. And this was kind of like a secret deal between Elizabeth, the mom, and her brother-in-law that he is saying, like, listen, I get it. This is, like, really inconvenient. So sorry, but, like, let's bury the hatchet. I'll just keep them away. Just promise to not come back. Like, that's all I'm asking for. And this would really help to explain Elizabeth's behavior because of how she left the sanctuary after their disappearance and, like, what went on with her life. Letting her daughter's court, especially in getting married to Henry, you would think that if Elizabeth was so hurt by the entire situation, right? I mean, Richard was the one who theoretically did it like why would she want her daughters to go into that royal life and like be with the people that are not good people in theory right so that's an interesting little point of view where maybe Richard is like you were saying like maybe he really is getting framed maybe he's not a bad guy at all after all he's a good uncle you know he's like play ball with those boys in the tower I didn't want him in there Exactly. Yeah. Like he's like, I had them living in like the residence apartments. It wasn't like a jail cell. Mm. And he's like, it's not my fault. Like that he could have been king, but then somebody random came up with the paperwork that they were illegitimate. Right. Yeah. So maybe he really did care. But another one that I kind of like this theory too is that maybe there was somebody who was like really sympathetic to the princes who worked there and they were able to smuggle one or both of them from the tower to safety almost like a witness protection program if you will and they got to like go somewhere like I said they are by a river so maybe somewhere in the night just hopped on a boat cruise away and just lived life as a normal commoner yeah it reminds me of the theory of Anastasia. exactly yeah so romantic And then there's always got to be a a guy who claims to be uh, one of the boys in a similar sentiment of like Anastasia, actually. And there's this guy and his name is Perkin Warbeck. And he claimed to be Richie in 1495. There's, again, always has to be somebody. Henry VII got word of this and he originally didn't want to execute him because maybe because of his wife saying, hey. No, don't kill my brother. That's a valid point. Eventually, he did execute him, but there's still controversy over whether or not that really was Richie. And you may be thinking to yourself, well, let's go after the body. Like, let's do that modern science work. But unfortunately, in World War II, the church where his remains were happened to be bombed and now the bones are lost. So we can't figure that out, of course. Of course. (laughs) So where is your tinfoil hat on the thought that maybe they survived? I think it's like a nice thought, but I don't think it's
1: likely. And I just think, okay, so there's definitely a 12 and 9-year-old skeleton
0: that Mm -hmm. was found.
1: And which is just so happens to be the ages. And unless they killed a random 12 and 9-year-old to like cover it up, Mm -hmm. um, I think if that was the case, they would have put it in maybe like a more obvious place than under the stairs 10 feet and like because that kind of makes if you're going to kill a commoner to cover up these boys deaths you're going to kind of want it to be found and it wasn't found for another what 160 years yeah. <laughs> so i think this perkin warbeck guy was probably just off his rocker mm-hmm. and maybe they had a little bit of this kind of goes with like henry didn't know what happened but he wanted them to be dead kind of situation so maybe he was mm-hmm. like oh crap maybe this is richie and then the and then lizzie's like yeah what if he's richie like don't kill my brother and he's right. like okay and he kind of sat on the thought and he's like nah i'm gonna execute him anyway <laughs> because like, he can't be around and uh, so whether or not he was richie i think maybe henry was still kind of like uh maybe i don't know and i guess like. If you're gonna save one of the two brothers, you would save Richie because obviously Eddie has a stronger claim.
0: Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't, I don't
1: think that they got out alive.
0: Yeah, same. I don't think so either. But I really, really like the idea that like somebody went in and smuggled them to safety. And
1: I mean, it doesn't seem too crazy to. We're talking. 1400 so it's not like they have mm, i mean maybe they had somebody watching them the whole time but that's all they got is right eyes (laughs) they don't have cameras (laughs) they don't have yeah they don't obviously have technology to kind of assist with that and i feel like it would be a lot easier to smuggle somebody out of a situation like that than at other points in history
0: right right exactly and it definitely explains like elizabeth's calm demeanor about the whole thing right i don't know and we don't really know the boys personalities like what if they were just they didn't want to be part of the throne so they even though they're like yeah probably should be king they didn't want to fight the fight
1: well i'm sure that if they were given the choice they'd be like yeah i'd rather live than be king but i yeah. mean that's your wishes as a 12-year-old and a 9-year-old versus like when you're 18 or 20s or like actually no I think I want to be king and nobody wants to take that risk
0: yeah I don't know people food for thought food for thought and the last one there's really not a lot of evidence for this one but it's just that maybe they could have died from natural causes I guess it is the 1400s People aren't necessarily living, you know, to their hundred. And we did talk about how Eddie was being visited by a physician while he was in the tower. So maybe he had some sort of medical problem that caused his early death. It really doesn't explain Richie, but again, it's a theory that we thought we'd throw out there.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like if he died of natural causes,
0: they would have just come out and said like, no, no, shoot you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think (laughs) there would be some sort of written evidence, not necessarily he needs a whole ceremony by any means, because at that point he's technically illegitimate, but just some sort of closure. Right. Because obviously people are asking about him. Exactly. Exactly. So that concludes our episode on the Lost Princes. I think it's so fascinating. We really could dive into so many different angles and avenues of the royal british history but that would take forever and that's like so long but it is so fascinating to see how like so many things connect and how it is actually bleeds into our world today in these modern times so uh, i just love it i just can't get enough of it so if you have any suggestions on british royalty even any royalty family actually um let us know you know we i won't fight (laughs) (laughs) again thank you all so much for listening give us a follow on our Instagram at bare roots pod and be sure to subscribe to our podcast as well on whatever streaming platform you listen to we hope to see you next week bye see you later bye (laughs) we got an Italian expert here (laughs) barely (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we are just tapping into our um, little study abroad moment right now wow how obnoxious <laughs> <laughs> i know i hate us <laughs>